Damn it. I wonder if it records mm. that. I don't know. I haven't gotten to the episodes where it started. Anyway. The movie you're making me watch today is Take Shelter. 2011, directed by Jeff Nichols. Yeah. Jake. Yo, what up? What's your word? My word is ominous. 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 I may have used that before, but it's fitting. Schwartz, tell me. I'm going to go with a two-word <clears throat> answer, and it's going to be instant classic. Hmm. I'm going to give you a two-word retort and say I disagree, but hmm. I'm going to say simple. Simple is good. Simple's simple true. Good. Simple's true. I, I like some. I like some good simple movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. What do you think? Would you? Who? Uh, who? This is Jake's. Who? Yes. It. Tell me. You can either tell me what happens in this movie, or you can tell me what this okay. movie is about. Okay. Well. Because I think they could be two different things. It's it could be two different things and it could be one and the same. Either way, you never you guys know. Guys are compelling. <clears throat> well, here we go. Uh, this movie is about a man in the Midwest in Ohio. He is a simple family man. He works on I think like drilling or something along those lines. Land stuff, la excavating properties. He's a driller. He's a driller. He's a driller. Yeah, he's a driller. He, he lays pipe. He's, he's, he's dope. Michael Shannon. Killing it. Yep. Michael Shannon, great guy. Stars as, what's the character's name? I don't remember off the top of my head. It's like Clarence or something. Clayton. Yes. Clarence, I think. Calvin. One of those. But he is seeing, like, basically premonitions of storms and having these, like, crazy dreams. And as he's having these crazy dreams, they're kind of escalating and getting worse and crazier scary and more realistic and people's his behavior starts getting a little bit erratic and people start to take notice and he basically starts building a storm shelter to protect his family from what he thinks is this oncoming storm that's um coming his way and it uh kind of fucks and fucks life up a bit because at one point he loses his job gets some family issues he uh his, his daughter is uh deaf and they have a lot of insurance and stuff to pay for. And he's about to lose his job because he, he borrowed equipment from his work to build the storm shelter. And uh, yeah, it's Michael Shannon kind of getting a, getting a little crazy. Kind of lo maybe losing his mind or maybe he's having premonitions. We're not sure. What do you well, think? We know his mom's crazy, right? We do. So he's the, probably crazy. The insanity is heavily implied. And there's a lot with, like, I think uh, mental health and things to be said in that nature about this movie, like mental health, the insurance system, all the jazz for this type of movie. And, I think uh, if, you were, if you were to say this movie was about mental health, you wouldn't be wrong. Right. True. True that. But if you also said this movie was about uh, relationships, you wouldn't be wrong. True. Like marriage. Or family. 
marriage family marriage specifically or even just relationships in general like relationships with everyone he was fucking he was having he was having dreams about yeah it's a crazy movie uh i mean it's a it's a simple movie right but, but it's oh uh, there's a lot for interpretation true schwartz and to give you an idea of simple it was uh, only made for uh, just under five million um, and, uh, back in 2011, so pretty pretty low. Uh, Jeff Nichols was, I think this was his second movie that Jeff Nichols made. He made another movie called Shotgun Stories before. And he's gone on to have some like really dope movies after that. But yeah, Schwartz, what do you think of this I movie? I love this movie. I think this movie's it's got some amazing acting. It's got some awesome, just eerie fucking scenes that they're just ominous, good word, ominous. I think it makes you like just you're with this dude and you're not quite sure what's going on. You're like, because you find out that he's got history of mental health, but in the end, everybody sees what he sees, right? They seem to do. Do they? Or is that a dream? At the oh, end. Are we, are, we, are we talking last scene here? We jumped to last scene. The last scene. So, okay. yeah. So, the whole time he's got, he's has these premonitions of a storm coming that. Pers- that uh, that no one other no one other than him is seeing and one of the main things of the storm is it's like raining kind of like a th- viscous fluid not too dissimilar to new motor oil mm-hmm. nobody sees this the whole movie he everyone thinks he's hallucinating <clears throat> until the very end they're all chilling and his deaf daughter looks up and is like oh there's a storm coming she signs storm and then which we learned earlier in the movie. And then Chastain comes out and sees it, feels the rain. And then it just ends. Mm -hmm. I think they, I think, I mean, again, a lot for interpretation. What happens? What happened after that? What happens in the end? I think they die. Yeah. I I mean, I hope that, I hope that they're all seeing it for his sake. I hope something's going down because if not, then, Fuck, that sucks for him. And you can't. I like the relationships he has in this movie. Like the relationships with the dude he works with is probably my favorite part of this movie. I think Jessica Chastain was great, even though like she didn't really do much. She was a really great supporting character. She's she's just like one of her big coming out movies. Like this and Tree of Life came out in the same year, and that's when she started really like gaining notoriety. Yeah, she um, was so she was so good in this movie. Yeah, she was awesome, and she didn't even like she didn't even have to do much. You know what I mean? It was and most of it was just in her in her face, like. All the acting was in her, in her, in her looks, you know. A lot of close-ups. Yeah, sure. A lot of lingering close-ups. You say simple, and it definitely is simple, but I don't think the simpleness takes away from how quality it is. It's a really well-made movie. It's like like, take something simple, but do it as best as you can, and everything's everything's firing on all cylinders on this movie. And I, I think that's, I think that's, it's a testament to how good a filmmaker jeff nichols is yeah how great the actors were but i think i think they i don't know i feel like they got lucky i feel like everything just worked for how simple a movie it is they they everything clicked in the perfect way and and uh, i maybe maybe lucky is not the right word but all the pieces fell in in, all the pieces fell together perfectly for this one it ended it in the end product was was really good for again how simple it was Cause there was like, what was the story? He was going crazy. And then like we, there was, there was no real resolution other than 
at the end, they kind there was no real resolution in the what we kind of saw as the main story, which was what was a storm coming, but maybe the main story was just them two, the relationship, relationship with everyone, yeah, the relationship which with like everyone. W- what I loved is that like he was such a weird dude, even from the start. Like he's quiet, he's reserved, he's he's still kind of weird. But like when he fucks up that bad by getting fired for trying to dig, that's another thing we keep we kept leaving out of it is he he has to build this shelter out. So he takes things from his work being an excavator guy and he uh, gets fired because of it. He takes machinery from his work and that also takes away his kids uh, who's deaf who needs an operation takes away her uh, money for that because it takes away his insurance. And I think the scene where Jessica Zestain like comes back in when he says to her, like they're in the backyard and he's like, are you going to leave me? And then she like presents him with like exactly what's going to happen. I was like, damn, man, this dude's fucking lucky to have someone that's willing to go through all that with him. And even though he's, she knows he's probably going insane. And that's what I think about the ending. That's why I think the ending is real and not a dream because he looks at her and she looks at him and she just like nods like, yeah, like I see that. Like, you know what I mean? And then it ends. Like, I love that part. But it still yeah. could be a dream. That's one it thing. Be, it could be a dream. It could be, it could be, it could be her dreaming. It could be, it dream. doesn't even have to be his dream. You know, she's seeing it now. Maybe she's hallucinating. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going a little too far just because you didn't see that at all in the movie. I think if it's anybody's dream, it's his dream. Yeah, because they're increasingly just like get worse the entire time, but they all start with like the storm. But that dream doesn't get bad. That dream doesn't that if that's a dream, it wasn't a bad dream. We don't know. Not not yet. It that was just the beginning. Yeah. I feel like if it wasn't a dream, then they all died. I feel like maybe they get they back were, to the fucking shelter. They couldn't. I mean, they're they're in they're at Myrtle Beach. They can't go back to the shelter. Oh, yeah, which I location. also think is a good fucked up way to end it. If that's if that's the way it ends, that's a cool kind of fucked up ending. But I think maybe we're yeah, thinking about it too much. Maybe that's maybe in the end, what I realize is maybe that's not what this whole movie was about in the beginning to or in the first place. Maybe the ending is supposed to be happy because just the fact of if it's not a dream, then he's not crazy. <laughs> if they all die, then this whole time he wasn't yes. crazy. Yes. <laughs> all that that's another way to look at it is it's it's a happy ending because they realize he realizes, they all realize in that scene anyway crazy. that he's not crazy. Yeah. He's such a great actor, man. The scene where he flips out in the fucking uh the cafeteria is so good. He's so good, man. The the acting was the standout thing in this movie for me. I feel like that. The I mean, story, it had to be. Yeah, the story's good, you know, but the the way it was portrayed was amazing. They are both amazing actors. Just because he wrote this is amazing. She's awesome, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. What else she? She's in, uh, there's a movie called Molly's Game that's really good. Really good movie. Lawless. What'd you say, Schwartz? Uh, Lawless. Oh, yeah, she's in that. Lawless. Uh, Zero, Dark, uh, Zero Dark Zero, 30. Yeah, Zero Dark 30 is good. Um, uh, Tree of Life. Yep. Fred Pitts. Yeah, we're in that. Um, she's in a lot. She's in a couple of other pretty good things. Uh, she's the lady in the water. <laughs> no. 
No, yeah, she's very very easy to get mixed up with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. I think is that her name. Yeah, she directed some of the Mandalorian. <laughs> I don't believe that's correct. Not BDH, Cabo. She was great. She's an interstellar, uh, Ava. Oh yeah, she's interstellar. Ah, she's the daughter of interstellar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it chapter two. Yeah, she's an it. Yeah, she was an it chapter two. Yep. She's in a lot of things. She's, yeah, she's great. She's fucking really good. It this is one of her two. first like big roles. Up. Yeah, it, it was. Chapter two. It was. I was just too too much. They just had too much going on. The first one was so good. Yeah, it really first was. was good. And, first one was and, good. And killer fucking casting too. Two yeah. had such a good cast. It was yeah. kind of like a letdown. Well, it's like Bill Hader, her, James McAvoy, like all these motherfuckers are all super so good. let down. Yeah. It was so good. I, I, I mean, even it, it was better after the second one came out because I was watched it and I was like, okay, I see where this can go. This is cool. And yeah. then, like, let's see yeah. the second one. The second one came out. I was like, okay, the first one was the good one. Cover you. But the second one, like, if the second one would have been as good as the first, damn, that would have been epic. It would have been epic. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> right. um, I, this is the movie. This is this is the first movie where. I really started paying attention to Michael Shannon because I was so impressed by his performance Same. and he became one of my favorite actors. And then I went back and started watching his a couple of cameo roles before this that were pretty great. One being in uh, revolutionary road, which is uh, he wanted, he got an Oscar nomination for it. He plays another guy who's unstable, mentally unstable actually. Um, and you remember the movie, the Seth Rogen movie, the night before with Anthony Mackie. Oh yeah. He's, he's hilarious. In that. Ghost of like Christmas past in that movie. Remember? No, I do not remember that. Well, he was like a drug dealer, isn't he? He was he's a like drug, a drug dealer, dealer, but he was also Jesus. Jesus sold weed to them. Yeah. He was, he was funny as fuck in that movie. Like a small, like off. Yeah. Role. He was in it for five minutes, but it was great. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love this movie, man. I think this is a type of movie, like I've said before, there's a couple movies I've watched in my life where I watched them. I was like, man, I wish I would have made that movie. And this is one of them. Like, I would because like, it's so, because it is simple. Like, you just, if you could think of a story this good and tell it in this good of a way and have this good of an actor, you could do it. You know what I mean, it's like, it's like a Nightcrawler. I think Nightcrawler is another movie I saw. And I was like, fuck, man, I wish I made that movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Character driven movies are always the, the, they're the, they're the most fun to me. Like they're, yeah, they're so I guess cool that shit. is, that's it. It's just, it's such a character driven movie and yeah. he is such a compelling character actor. actor. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And like he wrote this movie for him. He was in his first movie, Shotgun Stories, and he was like, yo, this dude's great. So he wrote this for him, which is perfect. He was great. Yeah. yeah. For how Smooth simple was... it was, he kept me entertained the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw this movie, it was one of those, like, I didn't want to, like, leave the room. I, like, couldn't look away. This was, like, it's such a gripping, like, suspenseful movie. Like, it is. From, from, like, scene to scene, you don't really know what's going to happen. This like It has that ominous feel the whole time. Like, you're just yes. very, like, what the fuck's happening? Like, what's going on next? And even, like, you kind of realize you're in the dream with them. Like, you're, it's still fucking, still spooky. It still, like, has you the whole time. He's just There's a lot going on. That not that nothing it, it there, how what do I'm trying to say? There's a lot going on that doesn't necessarily like we don't know why it's going on, what why it started going on, or what's going to happen afterwards. It's just an element of the story that I think that kept me entertained because I was interested in. Oh, the daughter, the daughter's deaf. She she's got it. They're trying to get her like I think they're trying to get her implants so that she could hear again, and then. 
him and his job and his friends and the dreams he's having. It's like, none of this is ever, none of these questions are ever answered, but it's, there's enough going on and it's so much going on that I was, I'm interested in everything. And then in the end you realize, okay, this was, this was a lot simpler than I was expecting, but I, but I wasn't. And I think the simplicity helps that too. Cause like, there's not, there's not, Oh, sorry. I think the simplicity helped that too because it didn't like really like it didn't make anything confusing like it wasn't like too much going on it was very like just basic stuff it was a man trying to take care of his family at its core and that's simple but it's like that's you know it's a noble idea i also like the relationship he has with his buddy uh played by shay wigman through me and jake were just talking to him like it seems so good and at the same time bad you know what i mean it's like they they're friends they're definitely friends but he's not the kind of person who maybe he thought he was obviously, but I kind of feel so bad for him too. Like, like it sucks when he rats him out to the boss, when they borrow the equipment from the job. But at the same time, it's like, I guess he's kind of doing it maybe to help him out in his own way. I don't know. I, I don't know if that makes sense. I think anyway. they, they kind of were laying it on that. That dude was a drinker, had a bit of a problem. So I feel like that yeah. played into it because it's because it, even at the at the lion's dinner thing, the like the scene where Michael Shannon freaks out, he kind of stumbled up to him, seemed kind of seemed kind of drunk. And they showed him they like showed him earlier wanting to get to the bar early. And then they showed him drinking in the car, even though he had to leave. And yeah, I think that uh, that seemed like it played a lot into it, at least at the dinner when he freaked out, because I was like, damn, he's coming in hot right now. But. And then he like, you know, he was really emotional. I think that, I think he was just, I think for that part, he was drunk. What I also like about this movie that goes with the simplicity is the camera work is pretty great. It's not like it's, it's in your face. It's not showy. There's not a lot of, you know what I mean? When I say great, it's not great in like great of like, this is the most mind bending cinematography, but for what it was, it was perfect. Like it was just like, they didn't need any more than it was. Like every scene was perfect for what it needed to be. The camera didn't have, the camera didn't linger at all. Like everything, it, it was really good camera for the amount of time they probably had to do it. I think they shot this movie in like 22 days. So that's pretty crazy. The camera work was yeah, pretty spot quite, on. Yeah. Yeah. It, looked good. it was, it, it was, I had a lot, it had a lot of, would you say it was kind of Spielbergy? in its simplicity but in what like what in it holding its wise and the super close-ups uh lingering close-ups on people letting the emotion act a little more i yeah i I could see that is it too much the only way spielbergy the only way it's not spielbergy spielberg usually moves his camera in very creative ways which I guess minus that, then yeah, because like you said, it, it's it's almost like a Woody Allen more than a way. It sets the frame, things yeah. happen in the frame, yes. and then it's just they don't have to show you. It's not like they're going in for coverage. It's yeah, like yeah. that's kind of what we're talking. Mean. You see it in a wide shot, and it's right there. Like yeah. the scene where she slaps him. Like you got the yeah. girl. She's back in the kitchen. He comes to the door. Everything mm-hmm. plays out shot. just right there. One shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No, it's it, great. To- to me, it felt even like more Hitchcockian than anything. It reminded me of Hitchcock. Just the suspense that those frame, those framings as well. Like Hitchcock sometimes just held the wide and let the let the scene play. These guys did the same thing. H- yeah, Jeff Nichols. I, I think the difference is like I think he wanted that aesthetic, but I also at the same time they didn't have enough money and time to really do anything more. You know what I mean? And that's why I say I like this because he definitely chose the right 
placement of the camera for every scene. Like I didn't have a problem with anything. You know, like it, it really, it was, it was done well. There's some, like you, like you could maybe not get something you need. I feel like they never not, didn't have it. You know. Do you think that plays into the ease of watching? What do you mean? I felt like it was an easy watch. I was never bored. I was never, oh. and I, I, I wonder if I think it's that. I, I always think that's just story, but I wonder if camera, just killer camera. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. I killer know camera mean, work like, just makes it easier to watch. You know, I think, I think so. That, that that's just good. The opposite is true. Yeah, I think that's the yeah. directing and it's the editing that that do the trick as well. That's that's all about pacing. I think pacing is is a, is a key factor in keeping you interested, keeping you engaged. Yeah, and this movie's extremely engaging the entire time. I agree. Yes. And I, Jeff I Jeff agree. Nichols does that well because you guys have seen Midnight Special. I I, I know, right? Yeah. 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 And th- that was another movie. Like I felt that I was on the edge of my seat like the whole fucking time. I thought in, that was in theaters movie. the whole time. Ah, uh, no, no. This is this one's a much more simple even. So like, I think Midnight Special does get a little little wacky with like cults even, and yeah, maybe maybe, maybe but aliens. Even that movie, I think, yeah, science. doesn't it end with like aliens. Um, even that movie was. I don't know if that was really other dimensional shit. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, at, at its core, it was simple. It was more of a bigger, broader idea with like the extra dimensional shit or aliens or cult stuff. It was never clear. No, no, really yeah, it was. They, there were. He was a that kid was like an alien. Who, who was who was worshipped by that cult that's what it was okay. they took they and they were going after him to get him back because they took him the mom and dad were played by kirsten dunst and michael shannon they were like we're not just gonna let this fucking kid be like a, a, a fucking messiah for people and you don't know what he is and then he's an alien in the end remember he ends well up the world you see the world that exists on top of our world and shit yes so so he's an interdim- interdimensional being sure yeah whatever okay. i guess so the scope I just wanted, of the movie. I just want to be clear on your, on your definition of alien. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What was the thing? The movie. Yeah. Because you never see an alien. You that's never what see I. Yes, that's exactly. What I mean. that's Take what I shelter allows no space for alien semantics arguments. So take <laughs> shelter makes it much more simple. But no. But both he are, ended up are just that, being that, a Mexican kid. Yeah. Both are that uh, that vibe of that suspenseful, like gripping, engaged, like scene to scene it's like kind of ramping up toward this like almost like a, an event like i know midnight special had that event of like the other dimensions kind of being revealed and then you know take think, shelters eventually ramping up to the very end and it did over. yeah yeah it's kind of ramping up to that and it just that's it it ends there and like same with this like it's kind of ramping up to the storm and this sort of ends on the storm whether or not it's real or not is you know TBD. Yes. Or Even the climax of the movie was, was was also a storm. Just wasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, was that the climax of the movie, or could we call the climax of the movie the end? I think you could call that the climax of the movie, and then you get a kind of I don't know little secondary you get climax. Orgasms in this movie. <laughs> yeah, you get a little. You get a little extra. You get a little extra. You do get a little extra. You get a little extra, but yeah. then you're just kind of left. We'll see it coming. The you get it. the scene in the in the in the uh, in the shelter. Yeah. Is that the climax? No, but I think this scene actually, yeah, maybe it is the scene in the shelter where she tells him like he's got to be the one to open the door. Yeah. I feel like that's the climax of the movie. Yeah, that's, the, that's, that's probably point. the best scene in the movie too because he's because she says that to him. She says, "If you want to keep your family, you got to open that fucking door." Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty big. 
And that's her helping him too. Like she was the nicest fucking person in the world. Yeah, great, great, great wife. Great, great, great lady. Awesome. Great lady. Yeah. Jessica Chastain. I believed her. I believed her the whole yeah. time. Oh yeah. She was, yeah. She killed it. Yeah. Favorite scenes. That's we my just, favorite. We, scene. Yeah. We just listed <clears> a couple of them. I think that one. Yeah. One of the Lions Club. Mm-hmm. I also liked anything to where he was dreaming, honestly. I thought they were all pretty fucking scary, especially probably the one with her in the kitchen. That was eerie as fuck, just, like, her staring at him like that. And then, like, that's that, that's very Hitchcock. That scene was very Hitchcock. Very, very Hitchcock. Just yeah. And it wasn't any coverage. It was the shot of her, the shot of him, the shot of her, the shot of him. Like, that's it. They didn't shoot anything else. I think one shot was, like, went around her to re- reveal the knife, and I think that was it. But all of that play, all that was super fucking good. Like, that was and that was really done well. We're supposed to assume that he she attacked him in that. In the end, and like in the end that we didn't see, yeah, yeah. obviously, because when she touches him, he fucking flinches. There was another scene that it's not necessarily my favorite scene, but I felt it was like noteworthy and it stood out to me. Was when he went back to the counseling office and he had like a new counselor, and like there was like a switch, and then how the counseling, yeah, how fucking like that. That I just felt felt real bad for him, and like the counselor said something. To him the words it's been crazy around here i'm like that's not a good fucking word for that scenario yeah and there was like random other times where people said things like that where um i think uh jessica chastain said something like it was nice to talk to same it was a same person for once yeah at one point yeah, when i think yeah, she was talking yeah. about do, doing when she was doing like the the selling stuff at the saturday fair or whatever and then something like she just wants to do something normal for once was the one like the they went to that uh, lion what is it, the lion's den or whatever it's the called? lion lion's club I believe lion's club yeah, yeah she says to him, I just want to do something normal yeah. yeah 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 just little little things like that where like damn this dude's getting hit that's another great scene is the scene where she tells him like he says that when he's out in the yard and he says are you gonna leave me and he she goes no this is what we're gonna do and this is how it's gonna go and you're just like damn man. You are fucking lucky this chick likes you that much, dude. Right. For sure. God, they probably they, they probably scene. never left that town. Probably born and raised in that town. Yeah. Probably. That was I actually looked it up this time, like where they were. I grew up like three hours from there. Like three hours like north of there. Weren't they in Texas? No, they yeah, were in Ohio. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I looked where in Ohio and I'm like, oh shit, I was close. Could have been. I Texas. thought it was like Kansas or some shit originally, but they got Ohio. tornadoes in Ohio? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's farmland as fuck. Like most of Ohio is like just a fucking farm. And then, uh, like there's there's tornadoes there's tornadoes in Michigan sometimes. Michigan? Yeah, rarely. But so, they, they another happen. cool thing, uh, I watched the uh, an interview with Jeff Nichols, and he said um, even before he went to Chastain and uh, Homeboy, he had to make sure that he got a special effects company on board for the movie because he didn't have the budget for it. So basically what he did was he sent them the script and he was like, yo, like I need this for this movie to work. Otherwise I can't even begin to make this movie because if I don't have you guys or somebody to do this, like there's no point in doing it. And they did it basically for nothing because they liked the script so much and they were like, all right, we'll help you out. And then they they probably just got something, something on the back end of some sort, but there's a big special effects company. I forget what it's called that said yes to doing this. And, that just was cool that the, on the power of a script that you can you can get oh, someone yeah. to do that for you. You know what I mean? 
I assume that was for like making the storms. Yes, exactly. Because yeah. if you think about it, that didn't look like cheap at all. That actually looked really good. No, no there was a lot good. of really legit special effects in here. For it was, I, I hate to keep saying it, that it was simple, but it was like, but it was it was legit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I great, think it was a similar. So. It was the same company that worked on Avatar, or one of the companies that worked. on That's Avatar. what I mean. Like they got he got a huge company to say yes to this for like nothing. Pretty good. What are you going to say Pretty something, great. Jake? Uh, no, not necessarily. Have you seen his other you movies, can, Anthony? If you want. I got, I got stuff to say. So have you seen <laughs> his other movie, Anthony? Yeah, me and you, you saw, me and you saw Take Shelter, or the other one. I mean, that's and we and we saw with Jeff Nichols. Remember? We did. Really. We saw it at the Cinderella Dome. Jeff Nichols was there answering questions. Q and A. No, that's awesome. I didn't remember that. <laughs> you seen? Have you seen Mud? I bet you've seen Mud. I have seen Mud, but I don't yeah. really remember Mud. I remember Mud. Mud isn't as good as this. Or, or it's not. Other. It's it's good, but just not as good. It's just not yeah. as that. Like it doesn't Matthew have that like gripping. Really yeah, it doesn't have that gripping suspense like those other couple do. Yeah, but it's a love. Mud's this a good one. one. Yeah, suspenseful. Suspenseful. Yeah. This movie. It is suspenseful. It was. So it was it was so good. I I can see why you you say like I wish I wish I would have thought of that just because yeah it's just something it seems like you could have done, you know. Exactly, exactly. And it's done well. When it's you can say that about well. something and and it's a really good movie, that's that's an accomplishment because it just shows that like you had so many limitations but you knocked it out of the park. Yeah. If the biggest gonna... thing, the two biggest things about this movie, he got the special effects company to do dope effects and he got two actors yeah. that could just carry Fucking every actors. part of this movie. You know what I mean? Like two just amazing actors. Passionate actors. Yes. Bryce yeah, Ellis Howard and Michael. I was even Shia Wigman the third, like he's always yeah, a great, great supporting actor. He's one of those just solid and his guys. Wife, his wife. Yeah. Same, same, same. She, she's in every fucking TV show. Yeah, she's in Eastbound and Down. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, true, true. She's yeah, she was good. She too. was a bitcheroony dude. Yeah, she was very, very fitting for those type of people. They like got those like that like Midwestern like blue collar vibe down pretty well. I thought. Yeah. That accent. Yeah. That accent. Like, you hear actually, someone with that accent, you're like, I didn't even know that was a real accent. Jake and I worked on a TV show with like the camera crew, the first ACs and the second unit DP. We worked on a, a show called this experiment, special unit experiment. Actually, no, you didn't work on that, Jake. You worked on another I did one. A, I did a different show. I did cast did a different show. But anyway, yeah. yeah, we worked with these guys with ACs. These guys, they're really cool dudes. Yeah. Worked with with, uh... Uh, the first and second ACs of this movie. And then oh. the uh, second unit DP, second unit director of photography. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I just had dinner with Jeff Nichols. Sick. sick. That was sick, dude. We're working on some. I'll tell you later. He's a good cool guy. No biggie. No biggie. Oh, another another good scene I thought was when he had the seizure in bed, and um, and really anytime he had the seizure, but yeah, like when he had the seizure in bed and Jessica Chastain woke him up, like how to deal Called with that. Called nine one one shit. Yeah. Again, yeah. she's like an- on, on top. Another of <laughs> another another great performance by like both of them. Yeah. Good movie. And I, I, uh-huh. I think the deaf kid uh, aspect really add to it too. That girl, girl was a pretty good actor and all the scenes where like you see him being a really good dad by learning sign language and showing up at her school and like even just hanging out with her in the backyard. Like that's the thing. Like you feel for this dude because he is a good guy. He's just really yeah, he's fucked trying. up. Like yeah, he's, he's trying. Yeah. Down. 
He's trying, dude. He's really, really trying. And like that scene, you know, actually, you know what scene where I'm forgetting about that's really good? It's a scene where his brother comes and talks to him. Yeah. And he's guy. like, like that, like, he, and they yeah. have that, that conversation and like they hug and shit, like they awkward hug and everything. Or and when he, he goes and talks to his, to his crazy mom. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, that's, there's a few great scenes in this. The crazy mom was really impactful too, because that because that, that by that point you like you have no clue that that's a thing. Like uh, this whole time, you're like this guy's kind of weird, and then you're like, oh fuck, this dude's he got it in his family, so yeah. it probably is him crazy. And then the whole time you, you think it. I I interpret the end being they see it. I think the little girl and Jessica saying they see what he sees. That's what I. That's how I want it to be. So that's how I'm going to interpret it. And I think that's a good way to end it because he looks at her because he looks at her and she like nods and you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, this that's is, this the is best it. thing that happens at the end is whether it's real or not, they're both in agreement on yes. what's going on. Yes. You Let me I mean? ask you this. Now, would you be happier if after that scene, all of a sudden he like just jolts up in bed and they like went to dark or would you, would you better be ominous like this? Oh, and, fuck oh, no. no. That yeah, would right? Off, leave it open. Leave yeah. it open. If he was just another Either dream. Leave it open or just murk him stupid. and make yeah. this like a lesson of you should have listened to him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, they were implying that he was going to go through like some, some serious therapy coming up. Mm-hmm. Like some sort of like immersive type actual like hands-on therapy shit so mm-hmm. um i don't know like they could have gone that route and that would have been like a sadder ending like yeah that would have been too state. boring though yeah i've seen him alone in a room yeah or like comatose or like whatever like something like that like that would have been but it's not so like this this was a good way to go out leave it somewhat think- open but like also hopeful they probably died oh hopeful. So, well i don't know if hopeful is a good way to go but yeah, they're yeah. at least they're at least together you know like leave it open together. and they probably died um yeah. I think the Spielberg aspect of it too that you were mentioning before is kind of like the uh, the the heartfelt kind of aspect of it because there's always the whole thing at core. It's about a family, you know it's what I mean. So I totally movie, get yeah. that. I totally get that. And there was another thing I just wanted to say, but hold on. Uh, um, fuck. Oh, so yeah, so like the in the end, they're all together. The three of them are together on that beach, and that is like the perfect spot for that to happen. You know what I mean? And the the fact that the little girl saw it first, you know what I mean? And the thing about the dreams is in the dream, something bad always happened right away, whether you were always caught in the middle of something where it either was happening right away, bad, and and nothing really bad happened that you saw. So that's why I don't think it was cut so quick, though. Well, but he cuts when she sees it. Like you're, you're behind her. She sees She's it. it. She sees it. Hits her hands, and then it cuts. No, 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 no. The the last shot is a low shot behind her, and it's just the sky is just forming into tornadoes above the water. So they're dead for sure. Probably. Yeah, but you know what? It doesn't even matter because the whole movie's about is he crazy or is he not? And then you're like, holy shit, he's not, and you're dead. So that's great. I love that. That's or... that's awesome. It's a dream. Yeah, I don't think it's a dream. We should we should try to get in touch with Jeff Nichols and see what he says. I don't think it's a dream either. But it could be. Yeah, I think they just die. I think I think they should have just listened to him. They should have stayed where they were. This is a movie against um uh this is a message against psychotherapy. If they would have just gone their own way and done his own thing, they'd be alive in the shelter right now, but nope. They're at Myrtle Beach. And they're about to get myrtled by a fucking tornado. <laughs> or seven. <laughs> or not. There's a storm coming. 
He says that. And uh, I think him and friends. the Joker would be really good friends. Yeah. This was had similar vibes to the Joker, really. Like the whole uh, the, the mental health side, especially. Like how like, you know, certain things weren't covered, the insurance battle. I don't remember exactly what happened in the Joker, but I remember that was part of the issue with him seeing the counselor. He was battling insurance too. Yeah, <laughs> wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, fucking fuck insurance, man. It's a bitch. Yeah. Fuck insurance. Oh, he also had like a well, laugh. You know, take care of your mental health, also. Yeah, dude, Michael Shannon throwing it out there right now because Matt Reeves has got to make it probably a Joker in his Batman trilogy. So, should make Michael Shannon the fucking Joker. That'd be pretty sick. <sighs> Michael Shannon as the Joker. That's my that's my favorite Michael Shannon character. The Joker it hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> Or Willem Dafoe, one of the two. Mm, Willem is a little too wacky. No, he'd be perfect. They call him Wacky Will. Wacky Bill? No, it's Willem. Willem. It's not William, it's Willem. So it's Billiam. <laughs> no, it's Billum. Billum? What up, Billum? Billum Dafoe. Oh, Billy Dafoe. Jake, <laughs> you don't seem amused. I was trying to I was trying to figure out some weird lineage in my head of like what Joker's in the timelines of the DC comic book. So I was kind of distracted in my head for a second there. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking DC for a minute. Sorry. What are you watching, Schwartz? You watching the the news? Watching Jeopardy? No, I'm watching. Uh, it's on mute and just watch. I'm watching. It's called The Cube. <laughs> we not we not entertaining enough for you. Well, my TV's right here, so I have no choice. I'm watching it this in my your glasses. Desk. It's very distracting. Right here. Better. Should we rank it? Is it? You got nothing else to say? What do you got to say? I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think I have anything else to say. I I, I, I'd like to. Fun. I'd like to make a shelter in my backyard. I'd like to make a shelter. Yeah, Just I like he did. Seems awesome. I need to borrow a backhoe. You know what I mean. Yeah, Jake, you still um, thinking about DC? Kind of. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what way they could reuse uh, Joaquin Phoenix, but I also think I only feel like Joaquin Phoenix would do it if like Todd Phillips directed it again. So, I don't so, know if he would do it with another actor. So the new Batman film, the new Batman film doesn't even take place on the same planet as the Joker. There's a storyline in the DC universe. Yes, there's a storyline in the DC universe where there's another planet that is the exact same planet as Earth. It's called like Earth Three, and that's where the new (laughs) Batman takes place. I swear to God. I swear to God. And you're saying there's no Joker on Earth Three? The Joker is not Joaquin Phoenix's Joker purposely, so that Joaquin Phoenix doesn't have to be in the movie. So is this like different uh, dimension type situations of like, you know, there's different versions of different people on, on different yes. Earths? Yes. It's like, it's like another. It's a version. fucking comic book movie. Yes. <laughs> but that doesn't make sense. <laughs> that doesn't sound realistic. Well, it's a comic book. So <laughs> does Joaquin Phoenix just not want to do it anymore? Why can't Joaquin Phoenix be on Earth 3? Because because Joaquin Phoenix movie isn't a fucking superhero movie. It's a All mental right. All right, but he's like a really good actor, so he could probably he's adapt. Great. But you know who he doesn't want to do? He doesn't want to play the Joker for the next 15 fucking years. What could he play something else Dude, on Earth 3? No, I mean, because like, he's gonna he's gonna make other movies. But he's really good at acting. You don't think he could pull off a different character on Earth 3? No, Earth 3 is all a bunch of phony actors, so he wouldn't even do it. 
What, like Willem Dafoe? Like Willem Dafoe. Wow, you can't believe you just disrespected a guy that good. Oh, you oh, mean Billy? Green, you mean Green Goblin? He was crazy, Green Goblin. He was crazy, Green Goblin? Old G-Gobs. Um, I can't wait to see Paul Dano as the Riddler. That's going to be sick. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of weird villains in this night. one, isn't there? Nobody's played the Riddler since old James Carey, and he was pretty great. Old James? <laughs> isn't fucking uh, like Colin Farrell, the penguin and stuff like that? Yes. Wild stuff. No one's played him since Danny D. Rank the movie? I guess we can rank the movie. Should we rank Batman's first? Yeah, and then we'll rank this. What? Wasn't with George Clooney? Wasn't uh, Michael Shannon already in a Superman movie? Wasn't he in a. Yes, uh, Michael Shannon was Zod in the Snyder. That's right. Uh, That's right. Yeah, Zack Snyder is Man of of Steel. Man of Steel, yeah. He He was great. That was that was that movie was okay. It was good. It's one of Zack Snyder's better movies. That's fair, <laughs> but that's not saying much, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Three hundred and Watchmen were great, and everything else is kind of eh. I don't even really like Watchmen that much. But. Watchmen was the so best good. film by far. That's just me. Three hundred is so good. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I, that was like one of the movies I saw like three times in theaters because I, I loved it. Well, it was kind of like we were young too, so like we had we never were young. seen like it. Was ki- yeah, it was kind of new shit. Yeah, and then Sin City kind of perfected that look when Sin oh, City yeah. came out. It's good. I want to watch. We haven't done a Robert Romeo. Rodriguez movie yet. Have we not said? Have you guys not seen a Robert Rodriguez movie? I've, I've never, never seen. I've Dust never heard of Dawn. Yeah, well, we I've never, never heard of it. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hey, it's our time. <laughs> Keep it going. Are we gonna rank this movie? Um, yeah, with the milk. Come with the milk. Let's go. I'm gonna rank it. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm gonna where I'm gonna Come put with it. the milk. Right now, we're all on seats. Yeah, I got the I got the Sacramento B on hold, waiting for your answer. Go number fourteen. Go he said fourteen. 14. <laughs> tell him. Tell him, Ray Ray. Confirmed. Coming with the milk. <laughs> 14. Uh, right under another very suspenseful. <laughs> Coming with the milk. Coming with the milk. I haven't even seen this movie. I know you haven't seen that movie. You're an asshole. Number 14, you say, Jake? Yeah, yeah, I'm going 14. Okay, 14 right under, right under prisoners because prisoners is a little better. Sorry, it's right sorry, it's on good. top of adaptation because it's a little better, better than adaptation. It is a little better than adaptation, you say? Deep thoughts, yep. But that's Schwartz's favorite movie of all time. Second favorite movie of all time, according to this list. Well, this is an all-time list. This is just what we've watched. This is an ATL, dude. This all-time list. I've only seen 61 movies. This is out of 61 movies, by the way, for those wondering. 61? 61. This is the 61st film we've seen. All right. I'm going to put it at number nine. Number nine. I'm going to put it below Pan's Labyrinth, above... No, I'm sorry. I'm going to put it at number 10, above Blood Simple, below Harold and Maude. Well, Harold and Maude keeping Harold and Maude in the top 10. I like it. 
What a great movie. Great movie. Yeah, I just respect this movie. I respect the acting. I respect the simplicity of how and how good it is. Like, if you can make a movie this simple and still be this good, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, I agree. Going up the list, I think it's better than Mank. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agree, yeah. agree. Going up the list, it's better than Brick. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. watch it than City of God. Jump that, okay. jump nice, that nice. gun up there. All right, Harold and Mondo. I don't know. Inside Man, Prisoners Bound. I'm gonna go. Man, I'm gonna go number twelve. Wow. Numero dose, por favor. Oh, another gonna, spot just above adaptation. For me, to adaptation. Is that where you're putting it? Yeah. Oh, sorry, just above Magnolia. My bad. Twelve. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, no. No, twelve for me is uh Magnolia. God Godfather? No, fourteen's Godfather. What the fuck am I looking at here? <laughs> Stand by. I think right. I'm looking at I disconnected from my internet, so I'm thinking I'm just looking at an old list here. All right, so here we go. Looking at the actual list, 14 is the Godfather adaptation. Magnolia, Harold. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm sticking with it. I'm putting it at 12. 12. So, yes, 12. Right below Harold and Maude, right above Magnolia, bumping Magnolia down. Adaptation is right below that. We'll become number 14 now. Nice. Out of 61 movies. Nice. Pretty good. Seems like a well-reviewed spot for this film. I think that's going to be high on our list. Jake, did you? I think so. Yeah, I got a big. I got a big overall update. Schwartz gets stoked. Schwartz, you stoked? Yeah, I'm stoked. Okay, Anthony's stoked. So let's see. Ah, uh, let's see. Ah, uh, let's see. Hmm. So yeah, we have actually. We've we've been pushing to watch better movies lately. You're welcome. And I've noticed there's a pretty big shift in our in our newest overall top ten. Uh, still holding at number one, our best overall ranked movie is The Handmaiden, which I found. Yes, The Handmaiden. Still I'd say we one. bumped that down. You know, I actually thought it was going to get bumped. I thought Magnolia was going to take number one for some reason. We'll just look based off of looking at the lists. Because Schwartz and I have our Magnolia is just above it, but you have yours a little lower. We have handmaidens all across the board, the exact same. Yep, all sixes. Six, six, six for handmaiden. Hail Satan. Yeah, we love Satan on this podcast. Um, number two is Harold and Maude, a big favorite of ours. Yeah, uh, number three. Yeah, number three is the new is is a new spot. Magnolia is is coming in at number three. Pretty low. Um, <clears throat> for Magnolia, I, again, I I agree that I thought that was going to take I it. Was gonna get high. Yeah, but it was actually to be fair, it was tied. It was in a tied um, points value with Harold and Maude, but Harold and Maude is just preferred over Magnolia in the according to the ranks. Yeah, damn. Yep. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums comes up at number four. The Godfather trilogy, another new one, is at number five all around. All Godfather right. number five adaptation, another new one. That was our last episode, number six. A lot of good uh, movies recently. Yep, yep. 
Back to the Future, one of the old ones, the number seven. Uh, Prisoners stays number eight. Uh, City of God still in the top ten at number nine. And The Host at number ten rounds off our overall top ten. Glad we did that. Yeah. Wow. I was going to say of our top 10, like what's your favorite one, but that would, it, that's a dumb question. Cause it's, it's there. It's on well, actually, no, out of those top 10, that the Hemming is not my favorite one. No, yeah, the, the Godfather, Godfather trilogy. Yeah. Mm, yeah According yeah. to your list, it is. I don't know, man. Harold and Maude's pretty great. But your list has Harold and Maude <laughs> yes. at. Real Tenenbaum's pretty great. Magnolia, pretty great. Adaptation, pretty great. The thing is, is that that top 10, four of those movies could be at number one if I really wanted to on any given day. But your list has Harold and Maude at nine and The Godfather at one. But I think my top 10 <clears throat> on my list, if I was in any mood, one any of those could be number one. Yeah, that top three is really is really good. I, that could get easily shifted around. The Handmaiden is an amazing movie. That's it's a really, great fucking film. I know it's held our number one spot for like almost this whole podcast. Since it came it's out. Like, yeah, for like that's that was an early watch. So I think that was like episode like 12 or something. So the only it's movie for a long time. The only movie, or actually I'm now I'm looking at it now. So, Anthony's top ten is ridiculous. But Handmaiden was episode 13. Go on, the, Schwartz. The only movie oh, wow, that I think is crazy to be in the top ten is Boyhood, because that movie's doo-doo, and I can't believe that's number one. Well, it is for me. That is and such a dude. I know my my number my my, my my top ten is a, is a little all over the place. Uh, you have that. legend in your top ten. <laughs> legend is so good. Still, you should. Yeah, what, what do you that. say? What what movie would you swap out for Legend? Boyhood, Magnolia, or adaptation, or Inside Man, or Prisoners, Godfather, or, or the Godfather. Any one of those movies. Goonies, even even the Goonies is better than that movie. That movie's good. I enjoyed that movie, but that's not. It was okay. You watched the Royal Tenenbaums, Indiana Jones, The Godfather adaptation of Magnolia, and that's still in your top ten. Then you're an uh, idiot. Royal Tenenbaums is my number one. Indiana Jones is my number two. I know the fact that you have Legend in your top ten is, is mind boggling. Yeah, weird. you know, I, I'm looking but at it. I'm looking at it, and I don't disagree. I even <laughs> think the host is. I think the host shouldn't be in your top ten either. No, I love the host. The host is great. I know because you like shitty movies, Jake. We've already seen that. No, I love Korean movies. I, I actually, I took, I did notice my the other. I think the last episode, I switched the the taxi driver or a taxi driver way down because it was kind of like weirdly sitting high. It was like a one of our early watches, so it was kind of holding this really high spot for a while. And I, I dropped it a few. All right, Anthony, I can, I Fuck can support me. your here. I here we go. Your, I can support your, your call. Your call. And I can also put your train to Busan because you you're into those kind of movies. But Legend, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, all right, oh. here you go. Ready for this? I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna move City of God down one. I'm going to put Legend at number 19. So I'm Big dropping jump. it, dropping Big it from jump. eight to 19. Okay. And I'm moving uh, Train to Busan up to eight. I'm not going to replace it with anything. I'm just going to lower it. I don't know why I have Bad Lieutenant down there twice. Because it's that bad. It's pretty good. Cool. Wait, no. I think I'm missing a movie now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm going to figure that out. I, it was Shoplifters. Okay, so there Shop, you go. Shoplifters was always your, your, your worst one. Bottom. 
Yep, with shoplifters. Okay. Which uh, those are still pretty much our our bottom ten have not has not changed much. We don't really have to get into that. But it, the are the worst movies still Bad Lieutenant, Shoplifters after that, Down by Law after that, UHF, Carnival Souls, CB4, Pushing Tip. Not great movies. Not not great movies at all. Bad yeah, Lieutenant's a pretty good movie. So does that make you does that make you mofos happier? Now Legend is eighteen. So it's, now my it's, top, it's, it's better with top, me. my top ten ends at Harold Maude reads Royal Tenenbaums, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Face Off, Thirteen Assassins, The Handmaiden. Again at six with everybody, The Host, Train to Busan, Pan's Labyrinth, and Harold and Maude. I think that's a pretty solid. Then rounding that out is eleven. What did we just watch? The uh, take shelter, take shelter at eleven, <laughs> Magnolia adaptation. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, looking good. I'm not doing it because you guys want me to. We just pressured you into dropping. But I it. might be oh. doing it because you that you did point out something that I agree. Uh, I agree. So, with. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, maybe I got I gotta watch that movie again. I gotta yeah. watch that movie again, and maybe I'm gonna pop it right back up if I like it that much. Maybe, maybe I do. Maybe I just forgot how much I like that movie. Maybe I was, I was maybe thinking the same with the Taxi Driver. It was great, and I could watch it again, but it just hasn't really like sat in my like. This movie's great vibe as long. Does it does it resonate? Maybe that's something we yeah, have to. Put into uh, put it put into you know our thinking pro- or our processes. Does it still feel right? Which right. I, I guess we do, I, but I think that maybe <clears throat> I got to make more of a point of of looking at my list and thinking that movie still feels good in that spot. Mm-hmm. And this movie, I don't really remember. Maybe I just liked it. You know, it was a it was a short thrill, and now it does. I don't really think about it. Whereas other movies i think about train to busan i don't really think about it but i remember that being a great movie harold and mott i think about that movie like that movie made me and it movie made me think mm-hmm. yeah it's like the impact it has on you i think i mentioned that on the last one where i like bumped up uh, magnolia quite a few spots like magnolia has like had an impact on me like i think about that movie a lot I, i've seen that movie a dozen times it's a great fucking movie and i just realized i'm like i don't know why it's sitting so low I, I fucking love this movie i would watch this movie over and over again wouldn't it have been great? And I thought about this first time I watched it, and then I forgot to say it was if that movie ended with the apocalypse. That's just how it ended. Which takes shelter or Magnolia? Magnolia, like the frogs <laughs> fell. Both from the sky. both movies had animals falling from the sky. By the way, that's true. But just one that. was birds. They belonged to the sky. Birds, one was frogs. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Makes more sense. But well, yeah, they were definitely falling out of the sky. Um, I don't know. I just thought it would be because when I watched it, I was thinking, "Fuck, is that how this movie's gonna end with the rapture?" But it didn't. It just right. Yeah, no. Just I mean, just life kept going. Really, life or for some, then others people died. Yeah, weird ending for Magnolia, but it was very like it's it's always it's stuck with me. So it always has since I've seen it years ago. I've always loved it. Yeah, it was good. Good movie. It's all right. Fine. I might switch adaptation. I might put adaptation above Magnolia. Mm-hmm. All right. Any last words for Take Shelter? Um, you know what? I'm going to make a switch real quick. Oh, I'm going to take Sunset Boulevard of 15 
and put it to 11 and put this movie at 12. Could someone do that for me? This movie at 12? Put this movie, put Take Shelter at 12 and put Sunset Boulevard at 11. Okay. Wait, what's going to be 10? Uh, sorry, 10. My bad. So put, put Sunset Boulevard at 10 and put this movie at 11. My bad. Gotcha. That's what I'm going to say. Gotcha. Okay. 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 Do you so have I, I just have in talking the two movies that I, I love the most from this podcast are Sunset Boulevard and Howard and Maude. Those are two movies I'm glad we watched. For sure. Yeah, yeah those are great. Uh, Sunset Boulevard. If you are any, at all concerned about the overall list, let me tell you where that ranked no 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 no. take shelter okay. should be at uh 11 oh word so everything just goes down one take shelters at 11 though got it there you go boom thank you see how yeah. the internet's so good right now i could hear you click and when you click i could see it move See me click? I see you click. When you click, I click, we click. Look at this click. Yeah, I did. Sorry. Cool. I keyed. Well, that last minute and a half was fucking lame. (laughs) Whatever. Shores, any questions about the overall list? When can we stop doing that? Uh, every ten episodes, every ten uh, podcast. I don't know. This we'll do one is getting it's getting long. So should, <laughs> like, we, should we like change the format up or something? No, let's just drop it totally. I don't know why you hate it so much. Maybe some people like it. Do we switch to just animated movies? Have we watched any animated movies? Should we just end this? Uh, yeah. Why not? Shout out to the big cat. Meow. Naturally. Oh, God bless you for listening to 60 episodes of Making Me Watch Movies. If you're one of the 30-somewhat listeners that have listened to all 60 episodes, you the man. If you're one of the four or five listeners that have listened to every episode all the way through, I appreciate you, Danny T.R. and Davidson. And shout-out to the Big Cat for some reason. Next episode, 61 Man on Fire, Tony Scott, not sure of the year, but you can find that movie on a streaming platform near you. Then you can listen to us making me watch movies wherever you get podcasts. Tony Scott and Denzel never disappoint, and this movie is no exception. Man on Fire, check them out. Listen to us. Bye-bye.